everybody, and welcome to a zany wild ride with Steve-O. This week, we've got Mark Normand, and he impressed the crap out of me. The guy is so just naturally a comedian. This episode's amazing. And as I speak to you right now, I'm sitting in this new Tesla Model Y, a seemingly empty car, which I'm going to live in for the next week. Yep, that's right. It seems empty, but boy, is it not empty. And it's going to be crazy. Night before last, I... Uh, I tested it, sleeping in it for the first time, and my whoop band told me that 42% of my sleep was in uh, REM sleep and deep sleep. That's like insane. It's like the best night of sleep I've gotten in ages. And I would never have known that. I mean, of course, I felt great, but I wouldn't have known the specifics of that without my whoop band. And I'm telling you, it's my buddy Scott Randolph, the co-host of this podcast, he doesn't even wear his Apple Watch anymore. He loves his Whoop band so much. It's all he cares about is the Whoop band. It's all I care about is the Whoop band. And I think you're going to love it just as much as me, Joe Rogan, Burt Kreischer, Patty the Batty. I mean, dude, it's crazy. It gives you so much insight into into everything about your health, your rest, your fitness, how many calories you're burning. It's the most sophisticated tracking device known to man. And if you go to whoop.com, that's W-H-O-O-P.com, and you use the promo code Stevo, you're going to get 15% off at checkout. That's 15% off of your Whoop 4.0 membership. And you just got to do it. You're going to love it. And so jump on this deal. Whoop.com, promo code Stevo, 15% off. Now, let's get into it. In general, yeah, I, I need to have Wendy with me all the time. <clears throat> In general, I need to have Wendy with me all the time. Yeah. Yeah, she's your service support animal. Right. Um, they, the first time checking into a hotel, they, uh, they said, and what task has the dog been trained to perform? Ooh. I said, mobility assist. What does that mean? Whoa. I mean, I'm not fucking going in here without her, so she gets me where I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mobility assist. I, I, it means That's like brilliant. You're having trouble walking? Yeah, you can't fuck with that. It's like when a woman says, it's a feminine issue. You're like, you right. win. <laughs> See you later. Yeah, hands yeah. off. Here's my money. Hey, that I don't mind keeping in. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Norman. Hey, hey, comedy boy, that's a good-looking bitch. Thank you. <laughs> and the dog's cute, too. All right. Sorry. Yeah, dude. So we've never met, have we? No, I don't believe so. Right. I'm a fan. Thank you, man. Likewise. Congrats on all your success. Oh, thanks. I'll get canceled eventually. But right <laughs> I now, believe that. we're having fun. <laughs> I believe that. You've, there's, there's this thing in New York comedy where you guys are almost, like, aggressively... Just yeah. like trying to be over the line. Well, that's the weird thing is we're not. I, we're just doing what we think is funny. Well, I, we had Louis Gomez on. So maybe oh, well, maybe the... him. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's got a knife at your throat as a comedian. But uh, I don't know. I just like silly, stupid dick jokes and right. Asian people are weird or whatever. You know, <laughs> that's just funny. So Yeah. And then the world changed. We never changed. That's the weird part. The world got all queefy and sensitive and twittery. But I'm still the same comic, you right? Know? Yeah, but I feel uh, when you go to like Portland, people love it. They love it because they go, they swing back because uh, they're known for being crunchy and annoying. Yeah. So they overcompensate by like jizzing my ass, you know? They want it hard. Yeah, and then when you go to Florida, they're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think Florida is That's in true. any way sensitive at all. No, no. No. You could wave a gun on stage, like when Michael Richards did his thing. Florida was like. Bring him over here. We'll watch that. Yeah, he has a residency in Florida. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet he would sell out in a heartbeat. I'd go to see that. I, I wonder, man. I was just thinking about him. Where is he in L.A. or is he in New York? He's in L.A. living off that pile of Seinfeld sitcom cash. Yeah, they just got picked up by Netflix, so they're probably doing pretty good. Mm -hmm. I wonder... Uh, how the supporting cast did in like the 
pile of cash department. Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah, Come on. They call it sitcom heaven when you make it into that... Uh, syndication. Syndication, yeah. Yeah. So And then Hulu bought it, Netflix bought it, it just keeps going. DVD sales, forget about it. Right. Yeah, I gotta believe that that's the case. Do you see stuff come in when you get on Netflix for Jackass, <laughs> or not even? Um, oh, yeah. I think so, yeah. For the movies, yeah, we, we got, like, uh, little slivers of back-end participation, so... Uh, when when the movie makes money, we get a, a little taste, a little sniff. Hell yeah, <laughs> you could tell. I mean, it's it, like uh, the older movies. It's like you know, almost. It's not like funny small amounts of money. But right. It's not, let's not like wow. But what, like, what about like uh, like Jackass TV show? Isn't that in the syndication that, all over the world? Different deal. Like uh, mm. for, the, for the TV show, it was just like, yeah, you're a bitch. We're gonna put you on TV. You get nothing. You know. Well, that's the problem with Jackass, though, is you guys, there's like 38 of you. You know, every yeah. time I watch, I'm like, oh, yeah, that guy. But, yeah. you know, it's Steve-O, Bam, uh, Johnny, Pontius, you know, the the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. hardcore crew, but there's always a couple of, was it Englert? Engl- Dave England. England, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That Englert. guy, the fat guy. Um, Preston. Preston. Preston and his wee man. Yeah. So there's yeah. so many of you. It's like a giant, it's like the boss yeah. tones. Like, how do you guys all get a paycheck after this concert? Right. The boss tones that... So, uh, so, like, what uh, are, are your biggest like media vehicles? Like Whoa. that. That's a that's a manager question. Uh, what are my biggest media vehicles? Yeah, I mean, like, 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 what, like the, the, the things. Uh, that, yeah, like the things that you've done that have really launched you. Like I we see. Say. Well, that's the weird thing about the biz now is you know I'm I'm doing comedy 16 years or so, and it was all about be funny, have a good material, write new stuff, and now it's like. You gotta go viral. You gotta have a TikTok. You gotta have a podcast. You gotta have a sketch thing. You gotta have a sitcom idea. So for me, I think it was stand up and then putting the stand up online. Right. That's the okay. key. Because the gatekeepers, they weren't touching a lot of us for a while. So right. We I put my YouTube special on YouTube, and that, at the time it was a failure. Like oh, I couldn't get Netflix to buy it, so I put right. it on YouTube, and it it did well. And then I finally sold tickets. Oh so, really? That's what? Yeah. That's what good. does more for your like being on Conan back in the day or being on Rogan? Oh, no Rogan question. by a mile. No Rogan question. by a mile. By yeah. many miles. Conan's. I've done nine Conans. Didn't move the needle. Really? Right. Yeah. One but, Rogan. Yeah. Yeah. That, that that's for sure. And then you opened for Seinfeld. Yeah, which that's great for me. You know, it's, it's an honor. I'm a huge fan, but uh, that doesn't move the needle either. Yeah. Yeah. You know, comics are like, hey, that's cool, man. And I'm like, yeah, my mom liked it. But uh doesn't help sell tickets. It's all about selling tickets. Yeah. Right. And, the, and you toured with Seinfeld, or did, was he mainly in, like, uh, New York? It's this- sad. We had we did four shows at the Beacon, highlight of my life, best weekend ever. Wait, wait, what's the Beacon? The Beacon's the big, it's our one of our big, beautiful old theaters on the Upper West Side. Okay. And that's where he always works out. And so for me to open for him there was, like, a dream. It's like 3,000 seats. It's beautiful and ornate and all that's that. Where, that's where he works out. That's so yeah, great. I know, I know. It's like the Wilbur in Boston, right? It'd yeah, be, like that, but but No, nah, the Wilbur is way smaller. The Wilbur, but like, like old and mystique. Yeah. And, yeah, and famous. You know, like that's where uh, Allman Brothers will play or something. Yeah. And uh, it's a great theater, so that was great. And we had all these dates on the books. Pandemic hit. So that sucked. And yeah. he made a fucking Pop-Tart movie. So, I haven't uh, talked to him in a while. <laughs> the uh, comedians in cars getting coffee, like, uh, that is insanely, that that would move the needle if you were. If yeah, you know that, that would help. Well, there's like eight of them, and they're all on Netflix, like, during a pandemic prime time, I feel. Oh, I watched right. them all. I love that show. Michael Richards' one is great. Oh, shoot. They uh, address the N-word stuff. Really? Yeah. I mean, you would kind of have to. <laughs> I feel like they did it on Curb Your Enthusiasm one of the seasons. That's like, right. They brought him on for the remake, and they were like, uh, they kind of made a joke about it. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would have to. You couldn't. I mean, like, like if we had Michael Richards on the podcast, he couldn't, like, dance around that. No. That's a big, yeah. big N-word in the room. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the, the weird thing about cancel or whatever you want to call it is, 
<laughs> Michael Richards did that. I don't know. What was that? Ten years ago? It was 2006. I okay. Believe. Wow. It was. That's it was actually pretty fucking rare for there to be a video camera yeah. component on a cell phone. Right. Right. That's what got him. I think that the the the, the size of that file was in the kilobytes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it kill a bit his career. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So the problem is, like, if you murdered somebody and went to jail for 20 years and then came out, you'd Society would go, hey, you did your time, you're rehabilitated, here's a busboy job. But what he did, I don't know if you can ever shake that. That's the the irony about our justice system. Yeah, Now, now it's like in the hands of the people instead of like a courtroom. I wonder. Because um, he was like killing it in movies. Wasn't he like on Problem Child? Wasn't he like oh, the, yeah. the bad uncle on Problem Child? Yeah, and, UHF. Uh-huh. He did a lot of stuff and then you don't see him at all anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know. It's a shame. The N word. It's it's really gnarly too. Like that was just an odd way to address a heckler. I know, I know. <laughs> really, that video got me into comedy. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> but uh, sixteen years ago was two thousand and six. So, the, and and the first time I ever tried stand up was two thousand and six. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, how do you do? Do you, do you love it? Do you, you want to keep doing it? I do. Yeah. I mean, shit. I. Uh, did the comedy club grind for 11 years. Mm, wow. And, uh, I mean, uh, all do love and respect to comedy clubs, but, like, when that's your deal is you're on the comedy club circuit, it's pretty intense, like, yeah. misery as it's far as, tough. like, a, a way of life goes. Totally. Two shows a night. You can hear the blender, the heckles. Right. You're yeah, in the middle of a crowded restaurant yes. where they're, like, you know, like, the, the servers are, like... You know, I know it's it's tough. Dinner theater, it's a tough gig. It's a it, tough gig. They're bringing chicken fingers out while you're doing a setup, and you're like, if you don't hear one word of the setup, you're not going to get the punchline. Right. And you just got a buff a tray of buffalo wings. Right. They wouldn't do that during Hamilton. You know what I mean? For, for sure. That's the hard part about comedy. Right. So so the comedy clubs were tough, but when you know when I got into comedy, uh, I, I just I don't know. I, I I loved it. I saw it as a challenge. I wanted to. Uh, you know, like prove everybody wrong somehow. Like I'm gonna actually pull it off, and it was like kind of a chip on my shoulder for years and years and years. And, yeah. You know, I'm sure it'll always be there, but uh, I've got my own little unique approach to it. And, oh yeah. And, and it goes, it goes super well, man. Now, now I'm uh, on the theater circuit, and so. Whoa! You know, congrats. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Thank you. That's man. a huge step up. It's a big leap to get from comedy clubs to theaters, but yeah, now it's like tour bus with my bros, and it just magically appears where I gotta do a show. And yeah, oh, uh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I love it, man. And you are different because you do your thing up there. You're I still Stevo. That's right. I do my thing, and sometimes my thing involves playing with poop, and. There's something about poop that I really love. There's something about pooping that I love even more when I'm using my Squatty Potty. It's the only way to poop. What is Squatty Potty? Well, it's this special little footstool that goes in front of your toilet so that when you're pooping, you've got your feet raised up, puts your body in a position that is most healthy for pooping because think about it man as uh, cavemen our our bodies were not designed to sit on a toilet our bodies were designed to crouch down and sit and so using the squatty potty to put yourself in a crouching position helps you have the most complete bowel movement it's very important to your health and i'm proud to say that i've been a loyal user of squatty potty for years before i ever got in business with them on this podcast actually squatty potty is the one product i've been using the absolute longest totally loyally way before I got into business with them. And man, I believe in this theory so much about healthy crouching pooping that before I got my first squatty potty, I used to check into hotels that had microwave ovens, unplug the microwave oven and put it on the ground in front of the toilet so that I could poop and use a microwave as as a squatty potty. But Squatty Potty itself is a much more sleek design, much better looking, and just a cooler company, man. I love wearing my Squatty Potty t-shirt. It's just good fun. And 
Everything I'm telling you is 100% true. You want to poop in a healthy way. So go to squattypotty.com slash Stevo, and guess what they're going to give you? 20% off your order. Man, I love these people. I love this product. I love these people, and I love you. So I want you to be healthy, which means one more time, let's go to squattypotty.com slash Stevo for 20% off your order. Thank you, Squatty Potty. Now, let's talk more about me doing my thing. Up there, whereas a lot yeah. of guys will get out of movies and be like, all right, now what do I do? Oh, I'm a famous guy. I'll go be a stand-up and get some ticket right. money. But they're just kind of fucking around and almost taking advantage of the art form, if we can be completely honest. Mm-hmm. You know, like, hey, remember me from that movie? And here's a quote. Remember that? Remember that? But you're actually doing a different thing. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, uh, it's certainly authentic, and uh, it really, like over the years of me doing it, it, it gradually uh, just, my, my world started converging, so, so now it's like a, a multimedia affair, mm-hmm. and I'll go out and do like the, the heaviest, gnarliest, jackass shit, yeah. and then work it into uh, an act, and so like after each bit, I'll pay it off with the video of the story I told. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I have a lot of fun with that, and it works super well. And I'm, like, deliberate about filming shit that, number one, I could never have done for Jackass. Number two, I could never fucking show anywhere. Right. Like, right. except if I physically bring it on the road. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm blowing loads. Whoa, <laughs> really? I literally blow a load <laughs> How on do you camera. get it up and then get it? Go oh man! No, 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 like no, yeah. no, 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 not not on stage in the in the multimedia. Oh, <laughs> like when, yeah, every okay, night okay. he's blowing a load. <laughs> That's impressive. That's quite a closer. No, they, like, uh, is it a Gallagher thing with the front rows got the? the <laughs> That's fantastic. No, I had I have a bit where where I go skydiving butt naked with another man strapped to my back and I'm wow like, furiously jacking off and simultaneously blowing a load as I fall out of the airplane. Oh. That With, poor camera guy. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why it's like eighteen and over. And then when like somebody sneaks in their like fifteen year old kid, you're like, yeah. Dude, get this fucking kid oh, out of here. Oh jeez, that kid's yeah. gonna be ruined. He's gonna have to <laughs> go skydiving to get hard. You're <laughs> <laughs> so desensitized. Yeah, you're gonna fuck his rods and cones up. <laughs> dude, I, I I'm I'm loving you, man. This oh, is, hey, uh, I love you. I wish we would have met a long time ago. Tell us about what you're promoting right here. Oh, uh, so me and a pal, Sam Marill, we have a podcast, and I think you're doing. Tomorrow or Wednesday? Yeah. Wednesday. Oh, we yeah, might be we, drunk. we might be drunk. So we're, we feel like some of the last comics who still booze it up pretty hard. We have a problem. And uh, <laughs> so we said, well, why don't we get, you know, you got Clooney, you got Ron White, you got Kevin Hart. All these guys are making oh their God. own hooch. That, so, that, that list goes longer and longer. Yeah. Scotty Pippen, Drake. like Connor uh, McGregor. Yes. Ryan Reynolds. There you go. So we said, why not us? It's rum. Did we say The Rock? Rock. Oh, The Rock. <laughs> the yeah. Rock has booze, too. He yeah. needs another thing. You yeah. know, he was, he, was he has UFC down. fighting shoes. <laughs> <He was> right. <laughs> but this is a, a rye. It's like a kind of like a bullet rye, but it's Bodega Cat. It's made out of, you know, it's a New York oh. thing. Bodega Cat's like the cat here in our bodegas that sleep on the bread. It's like yeah, a New nice. York thing. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, we've been selling it all, all online, and it's been killing it. We bring it to gigs and get a bottle, bodegaspirits.com. And um, and you can yeah you can sell that online. Oh yeah, we're trying to get into stores with the red tape. My God, these Jews. And what's the <laughs> what's the alcohol volume? Standard forty percent. Standard forty percent, and it's it's the people's booze. You know, we keep it about thirty eight ninety nine a bottle. You know, not too expensive. We had some nice whiskey. People taste it, and they liked it. So we tried a bunch of different whiskeys. And we found the right one. Yeah, why did you stick to, to rye? Because I uh, the, the, I quit drinking a long time ago, <clears> and, <throat> and, and my drink of choice was, uh, I'd be Coors Light and Old Overholt rye. Oh, wow, so nice. I'd be constantly sipping between that, but I... What's Old? Uh, the Old Overholt is like a rye. Yeah. And I always just liked it because... Isn't Wild Turkey a rye? I think that's a, whi- a scotch whiskey, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah, you have a way better name than the uh, the Brendan Shops whiskey. What's his called? Was it like a Tiger Thick? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. I see. He loves thick. Yeah, we're we're uh, just bodega cat. We're trying to keep it a New York vibe. So yeah, grab a bottle. 
Bodega is very New York. Yes, yes. And you can get it online. Can get it online and stores soon. There you go. That's a hell of a cork. Yeah, wow. How long did it take you to, uh, to get that going? It took a while, actually. We had to find the right distributor. We went with a guy out of Houston, and uh, he's a comedy fan, and he knew how to brand it and sell it and the whole thing. So we had a lot of help, and uh, now it's flying off the shelves. Really? Oh, yeah. That's good. Because you think you, you have a podcast, so we have a weekly commercial for an hour yeah. with the whiskey on it, and we make drinks on our pod. That's a big big selling point of our podcast is we've got a bartender out there. He's doing the whole... You bring, oh, nice. you bring a bartender into your podcast? Yeah, before? yeah. And and uh, to peel back the curtain a little bit, you record this podcast in the same place where we currently are sitting. Yes, in the same building, two and, doors down. Oh, so you have to go down onto the sidewalk and over? Oh, or? no, no, in this uh, in this hall, down the hallway, <laughs> right here. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought I saw... You'll uh, see it on the way to the elevator. Just pop your head in. And... Um, how is that the the podcast is a big ass podcast we we might be drunk yeah it's it's pretty new we're about a year and a half or, or so but we got we've had some hot guests some bill burrs yeah some uh, steve o's some some uh geez who else lewis black and uh, all these guys that real comedy nerd tom papa we, we go full-on comedy that's good burt kreischer you name it yeah burt, burt kreischer is the man um, oh yeah do you have your own podcast separate from that? That I do. Well, I'm a psycho because I have another podcast with a friend called Tuesdays with Stories, and then I have my own under a paywall called All Over the Road, where I go on the road with a little lav mic and do a whole thing where I'm in the green room and on stage and off stage and walk around the city. Oh, here I am in Denver. I'm all over the road. Or here I am in Phoenix. And the uh, the psycho fans like to, I think they like to be out with you. And they yeah. come and just and you're just talking. They don't. It's all audio, and we it all, it all goes on Patreon, and then we record all the sets and put together a little video and a montage of that set, so they get the video, and we do a comedy class. So all these people sign up, and they come with their jokes, and there's like 40 of us on a Zoom, and we all work out bits. Wow. Yeah, it's wow. doing pretty well. So... If, if I hear you correctly, that means that you're doing your your comedy sets on the road and yeah. then just sharing them on the online. Yeah. Well, I do a thing at the end where I do a QA and a because I don't want to burn material. So the crowd yells out, like, the queen or black little mermaid, and we, we riff about that, and then we put that online. Right. Okay. That's the video they see. It's Got it. Not the material because I want to do a special. Right, right, yeah, that makes, fresh. Mm-hmm. That, that makes sense. So that, that's comedy now. It's this weird oiled machine where you have to have all these different branches of showbiz going on. Where right. you just be, uh, you just be a stand-up. You just, do you only want to uh, do stand-up? Is yeah. That, like, that's the passion, that's the... Yeah, sitcoms suck, and uh, I don't want to host a game show. Like, I just did Howie Mandel's podcast, and he was like, hey, man, what you're doing is great. He's like, I sold out. He's like, I, I am not a real, I'm not the real deal anymore. I wanted the money, so like, you guys still going for it? I love it. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate his candor. My yeah. dad, my dad was good buddies with Howie Mandel, and uh, oh, yeah? he used to go see him do stand up because they filmed a TV show together. My dad was uh, a camera operator, like in the '70s and '80s, and um, one of the shows, I don't even remember what show it was, but he would go and just, uh, you know, see Howie Mandel mm-hmm. do stand up. Like you know, once a week or something yeah. like that. Yeah, great guy, funny guy. He, my dad goes ask him about the uh, the, the private jet in Utah. Uh oh. And I and I I saw him. I didn't I didn't bring anything up, but I guess like they were all flying over to like do film a show, and um, they had all the crew in there, and the pilots let Howie fly, and so Howie just got on the wheel and just went straight down and took a nosedive, and he's like he was just laughing, and everybody's wow. freaking the fuck out, but he was like, yeah, ask him about that. He's like, huh. he'll remember that for sure. Jesus, Damn. what a psycho! <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised yeah. he touched the wheel, that germaphobe. Right, that, that's it's it's crazy that uh, he's so scared of germs, but would do that. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, that's, that's like weird. how most people are. Like I'm scared of germs, but I remember uh, I, I was hosting some this show, Killer Karaoke, for True TV, and and they had like uh, the producers talking to me in my ear. So this the sound guy is doing the earpiece, and he's like, "Don't worry, dude." The uh, the earpiece is totally clean. 
you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, like something mentioned, like Howie Mandel, you know, like we, we work with how to just work, like, don't worry the, and I said, oh, dude, don't trip, man. You know, like, I'll make you a deal. I won't worry about what goes in my ear. You don't give me a hard time about what comes out. Yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah. like my, my ears are gnarly. Oh yeah. If you look at like my, uh, my AirPod oh, case, like. Same. It's just disgusting. It's orangey, waxy yeah. buildup. Yeah. I wonder how bad it is. You Let's never got your it. ears cleaned in like Chinatown or something? No. You never done People the, do t- that? the cone? You go oh there, you should... no, I've seen it. It's actually pretty mellow right now. Yeah, that's not bad. I yeah. think mine are worse than that. Yeah. You know what's fun though? Every now and then when they get real dirty, you get the paper clip and really clean it out, and you see all the goop and gunk. <laughs> that's a good time, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I had a bad ear growing up. I had ear infections, swimmer's ear. I got tubes in my ears when I was a kid because I had so much fluid. So I'm all I'm with you on the the earwax. What do yeah. the tubes do? They suck out fluid from like deep in the ear canal. Yeah. Did you swim or anything like that? No, nah, I think I was just a gross piece of shit kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's why Jackass hits home for so many people because you know I grew up before the internet. That's all we did was just like kick each other in the nuts, and I was a big skateboarder. Oh, really? We jump off. Uh, we jump off uh, apartment buildings in the pools. And then you see jackass, and you're like, ah, other people do this too. Right. Yeah, that I mean, fun. dude, jumping off apartment buildings into pools was my particular specialty. Really? Yeah, I was like a, ne- a niche guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was a... Uh... You know, you're a kid, a young boy with all this pent-up jizz and energy, and you hate your parents, and it was it was a fun release. Yeah. That's, uh... So, when, when comics put specials out on YouTube, you said that that was just like... Uh, you know, it felt like a, an L, like it was like, yeah. oh man, you can't sell it anywhere. And now more and more, that's like the way people are doing it's it. It's like advertising. We just yeah. talked to TJ Miller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it wasn't even like, oh, he was like, yeah, it's on YouTube. There you that's go. Right. Yeah. That's the move now. I mean, I remember Netflix said no, HBO said no, and I put my heart and soul in this thing, and I was really proud of it. Had you already shot it? I sh- I, I tried to get them to shoot it, and they said no. And I said, I bet if we shoot it, they'll buy right. it because all the work is done. It's easy, and I'll sell it dirt cheap. And did, they st- still said no. Did you uh, make it to their specs when you did shoot it? Because their specs are pretty gnarly. I don't think I did. I don't yeah. I don't know what their specs are, so I guess not. So that might have hurt me as well. <laughs> yeah, I didn't that's probably why they didn't pick you up. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, outrageous. Oh, like really? They're, they're, like, they're, they're deliverable. What do you requir- mean by specs, though? Like, what do they... Like, uh, has to be shot in, like, with this, you know, level of camera. Has 4K. to be, like, uh, I mean, dude, not even 4K. Like, oh, way, way beyond that. Really? Uh-huh. Yikes. And then it's... Like uh, it goes on, like they, they have like a deliverable requirement sheet, and uh, it's just like, wow. Oh, jeez. I think by know. the I think by the time you've uh, met their requirements, like you're like five hundred thousand dollars in or something. That's probably why. Yeah, I think I spent fifteen k. That a boy. Oh my god, special. So they said no, and then Comedy Central said, "We'll buy it and put on your on our digital. Like we'll buy it under our." Website and I was like, great, I'll take it. And then they turned around and went, nah, you know, we don't want it. So it was like a huge, just boom, 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 shot down. And I just ah, put the fucking thing on YouTube, and then I'm gonna kill myself and <laughs> whatever. And then it worked out. It it popped. Yeah, thank that's, God. That's great. Popped. And and do you, are you pretty active on YouTube? Like, yeah, uh, I do a video a day, like a video short or or a sketch or some wow. podcast clip, something. Just just keep. It's like an IV drip. You just got to keep feeding. Yeah, it or the, Feed the patient beast. does. Do you, do you also do like TikTok and Instagram. As I do well? it all, and I pay some douche to do it, and he's <laughs> nice because I I can't keep up. I'm 38. You know, I'm I'm out of touch. Yeah, yeah. I'm old. I'm gay. I got great pubes. You know, so. <laughs> I just I know I have to do that, so this is my workaround. Like, hey, you do it, I'll pay you. Right. I, I need a social media guy. Yeah, it's worth it. It helps. Yeah. Because it's so shareable. There are a lot of things that I like to share. And there are also things that I do not like to share. Like my personal information, my passwords, my bank info. I mean, you name it. There's a lot of things that I like to keep private. And I get a lot of help doing that from NordVPN. That's the way to be safe in this dangerous world of cyber insecurity. NordVPN, man. It just... 
gives you a layer of protection that stops people from snooping around in your private business. Plus, when you use NordVPN, which is a virtual private network, you can just switch your settings to make it like you're in any country that you want to be in. And man, has that been useful for me when I've been traveling internationally trying to watch the fights. I don't miss a fight. I'm a UFC maniac. And wherever I am in the world, I can trust that I'm watching the fights because I have NordVPN. Plus, there's so much content on Netflix and, and all these other streamers that is only available in other countries. But with NordVPN, it's all available to you. And you know they got a killer deal for the listeners of the Wild Ride podcast. If you go to NordVPN dot com slash stevo you will get a huge discount on your plan plus four free months and it's totally risk-free with a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee you can't beat it man i have it on my phone i have it on my ipad i use it i use it and i just have the one account and i love it you're going to love it too because it keeps you safe and it keeps you entertained no matter where in the world you are. It's nordvpn.com slash stevo. Jump on it now and let's talk about sharing. You know, some uh, some guy in, in Iowa sees it and he shares his friend and then he shares it and here we are and now it's all over the country and people who you, you never would have tapped into before Because of TikTok. You. Yeah, TikTok and Insta. Great. Yeah. I mean, fuck, dude. You ever think about cutting up your first special and just Cut putting that all over the... Uh, I, I, don't, I don't have the rights to do <laughs> oh, that. Oh, Because I, uh, I went in... Um, my first special I did with uh, New Wave, Comedy Dynamics. Yeah. Old, uh, oh, they got you by the balls. They're old school. It, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, mean, I, I would just... Before I, I, I chopped it up too much and, and put it out there, I would... Uh, I mean, I'm sure I could reach out to the powers that be over there and say, hey, like, uh, if I include something that says you can see the whole special on Amazon Prime mm. and let this serve as promotion for it. Right. Like, I, I, that'd probably work just fine. Problem is that I did that first special, like, arguably sooner than I should have, uh -huh. and uh, it's tough for me to watch. Uh, yeah. I love that. There's got to be moments, though. Sure. I love that. It, it serves as like a distinct sort of a milestone of yeah. where I was at that time. Right. So that the the growth since then, like the first special to my second special is pretty night and day. Oh, really? Yeah. And then when I get this third one out again, it's going to be even more night and day well, from that's, there. So that's the way I'm, to do it. Yeah, I'm really, really psyched on that. And what, what helped me the most is um, bringing in the multimedia component because for my second special – it was all interstitial added after the fact mm. so that forced me to like to film my sets bring it into the computer and edit in the footage which really forced me to study ah. the, the it's, it's tough to do that a lot it of is time. tough but it's so necessary yeah it's so necessary it's that that sped up my progression a lot that i was like just forcing myself to actually really study it and and work with it and uh hell yeah it's just i love the idea of you being like, hey, can I? Can we cut up this clip of me jizzing in midair? And somebody's like, no, no, we own that. That's ours. Like, I jizzed in midair. I can't have that. <laughs> yeah, well, I learned from my mistakes. I absolutely own skyjacking. Oh, okay. yeah, <laughs> skyjacking, yeah. the worst uh, futuristic they, company. I did. It was, I was, it was crazy. See, they, they had this uh, Netflix show about like who is PJ or something like. It was like a great skyjacker. Oh the guy, really? The guys on the, I didn't even know that that was a thing. Ah. They like went, Who, went, the the guy that fucking uh, the Michael DB Cooper. Yeah, he DB, did that. DB Cooper. Yeah, he didn't jerk off. Oh, no, no. <laughs> oh. oh, I was gonna say. Skyjack sounds like stealing a plane. Right. Yeah, but that's the thing. You watch that show and they say skyjacking a million times, and I'm like, Oh, that's hilarious. I'm like, I'm a skyjacker too. You're a skyjacker, dude. <laughs> yeah. It was like when when um, technically I'm a carjacker. Yeah. For saying that when we when we went to uh, South Africa, we were told Johannesburg is the carjacking capital of the world, and uh, I I don't know if we, if we actually got it onto the show or not, but. Uh, 
We said, uh, you know, welcome to Johannesburg, the carjacking capital of the world. And like we always say, if you can't beat them, join them. And uh, they go wide and we're just that's like, great. Oh. That's great. <laughs> also great they call it kidnapping and not kidjacking. <laughs> <laughs> that would ruin everything. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. For the for the next comedy special, we're uh we're we're gonna get Steve some fake titties. Oh no! Oh, way. That, 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 that's not for that's for the next hour that I put together. Like, Wait uh, a minute, for forever, permanent? I mean, it's gonna be like proper surgery, so that like you know. A, oh a, my god! I'm a, worried a, about you. Ostensibly, <laughs> it could be forever, but I will ultimately get them removed. How long do you think you're gonna keep them in for? A year. The, 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 the doctor that we consulted with uh, said that after three months, you're going to have more, like, uh, difficulty with stretching and stuff. Like, yeah. you know, like keep it in for three months or less okay. is ideal for, like, being restored to normal. Wow. And I think that's long enough. Three months is long enough to really produce all the bits that will ultimately, like be the tent poles for the for the act. Wow. And I think in the in the interest of my relationship with my fiance, yeah, probably uh, limiting the amount of time that I have double D titties. <laughs> is she is she bi? She's not. <laughs> oh, that would really help. Yeah, she's not like um she's not a, not a huge fan of uh sure. my, of my plan to get titties. Not I, a lot of people would be. Not a lot of people will. I just feel bad for the your agents other clients. You know, they're <laughs> like, "Hey man, you got to pick it up out there. Stevo's getting fake tits. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you haven't written a new joke in 5 minutes." I, I believe that uh that the act of getting like proper breast augmentation surgery will like generate Headlines around the world. Oh, some, yeah. some kind of news stories. Like I believe it's gonna be like really a big news piece which will serve to promote of course. The, 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 the new tour. Yeah. I, I plan to time it um the time the surgery, like right when the, the special with skyjacking comes out. That's brilliant. That's so that huge. yeah, I think it's gonna be like kind of a it's a also big, kind of in the trans world, so now you're getting into that a little bit. Yeah. So. Right. I mean it's it, there's uh you're breaking into new demographics, mm -hmm. but like the, you should plan like a world tour, like of comedy with your fake titties. You got three months to do a fucking solid. There is definitely some. Uh, there, there's there's ways to take advantage of those three months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. can't wait to see them. I want to suck them. <laughs> yeah, who wouldn't want to do a meet and greet and see some titties? I know, right? Oh, you could get a thousand dollars a squeeze. Are you going to shave too? Like make I mean, them look like nice? I'm gonna. Like, I will absolutely. Uh, I think that I'm gonna want to start out the three months with them nice, cleanly shaven, and then and then hairy, and then by the end of the three months, I'm, I'm hopefully they're just hairier than shit. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> this is great. Uh, this is so this is so weird for me because my girlfriend, uh, high school sweetheart and college girlfriend, was super into you. Oh wow! And so we'd watch uh, Wild Wild Things, Wild Boys, Wild Boys. Sorry, and uh, she was like practically she had to sit on a towel. <laughs> so nice. this is this is weird. I feel like if you get those tits, I won. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Good. and you'll have to sit on a towel. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and you're not still with that same girl. No, no, that was a college girlfriend. Right. Are done. you in a relationship now? I'm engaged now to a lovely lady, and uh, you know, things are going well. Comedy's good. good. We're gonna get married. How long have you been engaged for? I don't know. I guess eight months, nine months. Wedding's nice. next month. Oh wow! Wow, yeah. cool. Terrifying. Where's the honeymoon? We're thinking about uh, Kenya. Oh. Seriously? Well, we're going to go to Johannesburg, hijack a car, <laughs> and then uh, drive straight to Kenya. Yeah, well, I want to see some giraffes, goddammit. I want to get out there in safari. I mean, the... Uh... Safari's a good honeymoon. You think? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I just feel like I'll never go to Kenya otherwise, outside of a honeymoon, so... Yeah, you've been to Kenya. Yeah. What'd you think? Um, Romantic? Crazy? I... <laughs> I've been to Kenya actually uh, multiple times. I went when I was a kid. Oh, weird! It was um, my dad was the. 
I think he was the president of uh, Del Monte Canned Foods. No like, way. Uh, at least in Europe or something. What? Yeah, dad was in charge of a pineapple factory, and, and he had to go visit the pineapple factory. In Kenya? In Kenya, it's where they have the Whoa, pineapple factory. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they have the pineapple factory in Kenya, so uh, dad... Um, Timed his trip to Kenya with our spring break at school mm-hmm. and made it a family vacation. We went on safari. How was it? It was uh, for me. It was it was rather um, shocking. I'd never witnessed um, like real abject poverty. Ah. And, and that you know, like coming coming out of the of the airport, it was just like we were in this car and people were like kind of partially clothed people were clawing at Whoa. the car and kind of like give me help me I'm like I, I I'd never experienced anything like that and it was um That's I remember it, it was it was jarring it was upsetting especially because I, I thought of myself as a bad kid you know like mm. I'm just in trouble all the time I'm not a good kid like right. I don't deserve to be in the car as opposed to outside clawing at it yeah yeah you know that was I remember I remember that's I get that was my takeaway from it how so. old were you at that time, I was, I think, uh, 11. Ah, uh, yeah, it's pretty young. Right now, you know what? We went two years in a row. So I was there when I was 10, and I was back when I was 11. Same experience? Uh, largely. And then what about when you went back? You went back for work? Then we went back for Wild Boys. And how was that experience? That, um, I mean, I think that Wild Boys, that, that, that was kind of uh, the the common thread around the world was that wow like we really in america we really have we have it made. pretty good we really do like as a, much as we bitch there was a lot of just poverty around the world in the third world like developing countries that that was uh tough to experience and like universally i would always kind of people would say like where's your favorite place that you've been and like my honest answer is always, man, I'm just always glad to come home. I know, I know. We the reason we can bitch so much is because we have it that good. Mm-hmm. You know, right? We complain a lot. We're like the spoiled kid in the nice house who's like, I hate you, mom. And she's like, All I do is give you shit. And you're still mad at me. <laughs> right. Pretty much. Um, and the, but the other honest answer for my favorite place is the next place that I haven't been yet. You know, like. Uh, yeah, where do you want to go? What tickles your? I've still I've still never been to China. I did China. I wasn't blown. All right. I, I blew a guy, but I was. No. Uh, I did the wall. The wall was amazing. Um, but uh, there's a lot of cool shit in China that you can go do. I mean, that was cool shit. I, I went to like Shanghai and Gongchu and all these places. Like, <laughs> it sounds racist, but I think that's Wuhan. <laughs> yeah, Wuhan. I did that two years ago. Came back with a cough. Um, <laughs> but yeah, did the tour of the laboratory. I didn't love it that much, but maybe I'm. I'm weird. What about other places in Asia? Uh, that's the only place I've been. I did the Middle East. Ooh, yeah, that was that was wild. I what, did the, the troops. Oh, so, so you went there for USO stuff. Yeah, yeah. Is and that I, why you went to China? No, China was comedy too, but they had a comedy club in Shanghai, and they flew me out and all that. So that's the only reason I went. But did you have to be careful about the material you did at all? I no, they're cool, but I just did stuff that wasn't super American. Was it like expats or was it? Chinese both, people. Both. And the, the Chinese people knew better, English better than I did. Yeah. They're just so much smarter than us. Yeah. They're pretty smart. For sure. I, I wonder if it's uh, illegal to play video games in China. Like, they're so, like, about oh, productivity yeah. and, like, totally. accomplishments and work. And, you know, like, the idea of uh, sitting on a sofa, whiling away, and, like, the majority of a day playing a video game. Yeah, they have... Three hours of TikTok, they're allotted every day. That's all they're allowed to watch. No joke. Are you serious? Yeah. They, they don't fuck around. They want you back on that cello. Yeah. 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 The Chinese acrobats, man, are so rad. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, the, the circus is, is killer. Um, are, those, are those Niger Houston shoes? They are. Oh, nice. Yeah. How do you know about the Nijas? I mean, I was, I'm was i a skateboard fanatic. I skated for years. I, I, I like these shoes. I, I'm, I'm very particular about... Um, not wearing leather, you know. Ah. So, uh, yeah, I'm an am, I'm an animal guy. Yeah. And so the the shoes can't have suede or leather, or, you know, anything from an animal, and um, that limits my options. And as far as skateability in a vegan shoe, can't beat the Nike shoes. Vegan shoe. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, those look good. I'm a, I mean, he's amazing. Like Dude, when, when I was ridiculous. skateboarding to now, 
Talk about night and day, like yeah. you said. It's just gone from here to here so right. much. You said you're uh, 38 now. Yeah. So, uh, like, when, when was the peak of your skateboarding? I guess I was 13, 14, 15. That whole, I guess it was, like, 1998, 99, right. 2000. So, uh, like, Danny Way was the shit. Danny Way, Jamie Thomas. Oh, yeah, all those Jamie guys. Thomas. For, Jeff whew. Rowley, Eric Costin. Yeah. Yeah, big, big fan. It was Arto a rad Sorry. time, dude. That was a rad time in skateboarding. That really was. Yeah, those Baker guys were wild. Day uh, one. Yeah, day one. Oh, Rodney. 1998 was the Birdhouse the End video. Yes, that was huge. I have the VHS. Yeah. And that mouse and Welcome to Hell were my yeah. favorites. Yeah, Welcome to Hell was a little older, but. Yeah. Where'd you grow up? Where were you? I grew up in New Orleans. Seriously? Yeah. Wow, how do we not know that? Uh-oh. Spooked the dog there. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I should have mentioned that earlier, but yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the first thing I should have mentioned when I met you guys. Yeah. Uh, so when did you leave New Orleans? Uh, I started comedy, and there's there's no comedy there. So right. I had to get out and move. So I moved here within like six months or something. So you were there for Hurricane Katrina. I was at LSU, which is Louisiana State University, which is in Baton Rouge, and that's about an hour away. But my family was there. The whole thing, the house was ruined, and uh, all my friends' houses got ruined. It was a dark time. Yeah, it was a really dark time, man. We, yeah. Uh, we've... The, the Hurricane Katrina was in 2005, I think, like maybe August or something. Yeah. And uh, the following year, like early in the following year, 2006, we shot a bunch of Jackass Number no. 2 in uh, Louisiana. Oh, year. really? Yeah, and it was just still fucking tore up. It was, yeah. it was, it was, it was a gnarly. gnarly Why did you guys choose that place to film then? Uh, primarily because we'd had such a great experience filming Wild Boys there, and I think that they were just doing a lot of movie production there because oh, of like uh, tax, tax breaks, like uh, like the New Orleans, Louisiana in general has been a big destination for filmmaking. Oh yeah, like, definitely. Uh, more and more. I worked on Benjamin Buttons. Uh, as a, I worked on a couple of movies in Louisiana because I was Brad just, Pitt. Yeah. Because I was just a movie nerd, so I was like, I'll I'll block the street or I'll be that guy. I'll be a gopher. Oh. And that yeah. was awesome. I got to see Benjamin Button's film probably 2006, seven. So it was right after Katrina. The whole city was fucked. And they, the movie magic, they got stuff going. They're like, we need a streetcar. And they're like, well, the streetcars are out of commission. They said, well, well, we can get one working. So they got one working for the movie. And you're right. like, the city can't do this, but Hollywood can? <laughs> yeah. So. I think um, that there's really a big component, too, of like, like, being deliberate about going to film in Louisiana because of Hurricane Katrina, because that business is, oh, yeah. is going to help them rebuild. So, yeah, like, uh, it's it's a, it's a good thing. Yeah, I went to the uh, the Superdome to help out like the old people and all that, and I had to help an old guy shit. And I still think about that all the time. Just he pulled his pants down, and I'm like lowering him onto the bowl, and his old balls were dangling, and uh, I had to wipe his ass. Yeah, it was like the first time I. Did something for someone else, you know. What was this for? Well, Hurricane Katrina, all these people were like displaced. Yeah, yeah, but like, well, you you joined FEMA and they're like, well, you can help other people out. This girl I was trying to sleep with was (laughs) uh, helping, so I was like, I'll help. Yeah, so uh, I I only did it for her, but I got laid. Yeah, it was worth it. Yeah, yeah. That reminds me of the story when we were talking about with that, that you helped that guy put the, the camera. Yeah, I was just thinking about that, dude. Did like, you uh, listen to this story, dude? It, it was, uh, I had a buddy who was, um, Paraplegic. I was paraplegic. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. Yeah, oh my God, we laughed so hard with uh, Travis Pastrana about this because he was in a wheelchair and uh, he, he needed help. Um, Putting the catheter in his in his wiener. Oh God! But then we but then I realized that he like uh, he was paraplegic. Like he oh he didn't feel no no but he had it, the use of his hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like there's, so he's like, dude, you didn't have to do that. There's there's the no, guy can do it himself. That's hilarious. There's no, uh, here I was I was actually holding his his wiener with one hand and feeding wow. in the catheter with the other hand. Like I was being a great guy. Yeah. And uh, that guy's got a hell of a story for later. You're not yeah, gonna believe yeah, who touched my dick. You're not the only person who's done that. Where was this at? We were uh, we were like going around getting hammered in New York City, as I recall. Who you and this guy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I think that 
Because I remember he had trouble rolling up a, a, a dollar bill to snort coke with, too. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this guy? What is that? Awesome. <laughs> Some guy you met? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't need to be, like, super specific about who he is, but, uh, yeah, he's a buddy of mine. <laughs> uh, it was Stephen Hawking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Wow. So, so uh, how much are you touring now? Every weekend, I'm on the road. Uh, I've got a new hour cooking. I think we're going to sell this special. Thank God I've graduated from YouTube. And uh, I'm on the road just working on it, tweaking it, honing it. Are and you putting the special on Netflix? Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah they've shown interest. But, uh, yeah, I've been selling tickets for the first time in my life, so I'm, like, really capitalizing on it. Nice, man. Just the, We sold out the Bray Improv, the Irvine Improv, so we're, we're cooking. Bray Improv is the, big as, as big as Comedy Club gets. That's, All right. Uh, 550 seats. Yeah. That big-ass video wall is killer. Yeah, killer. Great club. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to them, Mikey and Brittany and all them. They're great. Yeah, dude. Likewise. I uh, I, I love that place, too. Is Brittany the girl with the tattoos that oh, just fucks yeah. people up? Super hot. Yeah. Yeah. Super hot, and then she'll, like, choke somebody out. Like, she'll choke a dude out. Just fucking yeah. Throw him out. Yeah. Which yeah. I'll... She'll, she can do it to me. <laughs> but yeah, good time. So how's L.A.? How's the scene? I mean, dude, I, I love L.A., man. My life was an agonizing wait to get to L.A. I'm just yeah. such an attention whore at heart. Like, that's just where I want to be. Well, where, where, where are you from originally? I, I grew up in five different countries, like, like mo- moving around yeah. all over the world. With, with my dad, uh, when he was with Del Monte, I was living yeah. in England. Wow. When I, like, uh, when I was a little kid, like, he was, we were in South America. Yeah. Like, we lived in Canada, and, you know. Did you have a favorite place growing up? Uh, yeah, where's some England? Some place probably, probably, probably England. Probably England. England's awesome. Yeah, I was like, just there. It's it's underrated. Yeah, when I was uh, we moved back to England. I was born in England. Mm. We moved uh, back there when I was nine years old, and, and I mean, I just had like crazy freedom. Nine yeah. years old, like I had all the freedom that American kids get when they turn sixteen and start driving. Right. Like when I was nine. Wow. It was just like cruise around. You know who you are. You're the Dos Equis guy. Oh, yeah. You're the nice, most interesting man. man in the world, and well, we, we, we act like it's this old uh, Hispanic guy, but it's you. You well, lived thanks, in England, man. South America. You're, you're off in Kenya at 11. There, there's uh, Multiple times. Yeah. There, you, you fucked every lady. You did every drug. You were on the big screen. I mean, you've, you've lived, man. Well, thank you, dude. I, I like to think that I really, truly have lived. They've tested animal products on you? Yeah. yeah. You've well, they've up, tested drugs on me. For animals. <laughs> What's the difference? Uh, they, they, well, I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah. What was your favorite? Uh, well, it was only one drug that they tested on me for use on animals. <laughs> Ivermectin? Uh, no, it was called Rackdopamine Hydrochloride. Oh, oh, is that for raccoons? Yeah, it was to give to pigs and cows to make them have more muscle and less fat. <laughs> Why wouldn't they do that on pigs? Well, because, because the, the idea of testing it on animals was to make the, the meat leaner, to appeal to a more health-conscious consumer. Oh. But if, if it were to pan out, then the idea is that people are going to then eat the meat, which means a minute trace of this drug, which lives in the meat, will enter the human body. And anything that comes in contact or goes into the human body has to first be tested. So right. They, so because people would get a trace of the drug when they ate the meat, they had to do this test to see how much of the human body, how much the human body could withstand of the drug. Whoa. And how much did you take? Uh, they, they, the study went on until someone's resting heart rate went over 150 beats per minute. All right. So was that about a gallon? That's... <laughs> <laughs> They, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not even sure. I, I, uh, I can't really remember. But um, have you ever looked this drug up since you've done this? Like, uh, I, I don't think it got cleared. I don't think. It, <laughs> oh I, wow! I, I, you're the wrong guy to test it on because you're, you're right. a little stronger than most. There were six people in the study, and and my resting heart rate never. Went, exactly. Yeah, it, it never went over like 90. I don't think. Was anybody else? Like, oh my God! There was like. 
one or two dudes were literally drenched in sweat, like, uh. like, like having like a rough time with it. And there's only six people in the world they've tested this drug on, and you were uh, in that study. I don't know if they had other studies, but yeah, and like normally they'll do like <laughs> studies like a lot of people. This was a particularly dangerous study, so mm -hmm. they had a smaller group. Why then? Did you have a choice? The more dangerous the study, the more money you get. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I'm not gonna fuck around and test toothpaste. <laughs> I gotta get some money. Bring it on. <laughs> but yeah. they, and they said, okay, you can do a couple different options. We have a dangerous one, and you have. Well, a... yeah, and and uh, it was supposed to be for like twelve hundred bucks or something, and like they they just didn't get the results they were looking for. And they said, hey, we want to extend the study, and we'll bump it up from twelve hundred bucks to two thousand bucks. Whoa. And we were like, fuck yeah. And you called the place and said, how do you get the. How did they put an ad out and then you respond yeah, to they, it? They, uh, I don't know if it was an ad. I mean, I think it was more like the, this one guy had already done it and, and turned us on to it. And we called the place up and figured it out. Uh, we drove from Colorado to Austin, Texas to do it. Just wow. to do that. Yeah. We used to do the uh, the plasma. Did you ever do the plasma? Wow, that the was plasma. Big. Did you ever give her blow a load and sell that? I tried. They wouldn't take it. Yeah. I've blown a load, but they never. <laughs> yeah, they actually charged me. <laughs> I tried. Yeah, the, if, if you're going to um, blow a load and, and have it actually be used for artificial insemination, that's like over the top. Like, what? They pay you? Like, oh, a lot dude, of money by, for the, that? by the time you get to the level of screening and this and that, yeah. that they're actually going to use it for, for a donor. Then like it's big money. Yeah. Like you and like anybody can go get paid like to for them to test freezing techniques and shit, but they're not going to. Well, you gotta we gotta get some little stevos out there because I feel <laughs> like you could you could be like a, an army of soldiers that wouldn't go down. That, well, I yeah. love that, but uh, I'm not interested in in that. I got a vasectomy. Oh, but we smart. We saved the sperm. Because I think you'd be a good father. I think so yeah. too. I think well, you're you're a good dog dad. That that was that was one of my um one of my bits for the hour I'm touring with now is the vasectomy Olympics. <laughs> you can't get it reversed. Just saying. Yeah, that's a possibility. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't want to. I don't think you don't want a rug rat. I do not. Do Why you? do you? I think I'd like a kid one day. Yeah, I think I'd want a kid too. Yeah, right. I'm down. Yeah, I just the, the the world is an unfriendly place. I agree and, with that. Increasingly unfriendly. True. Like the the the, the wealth gap is just kind of too gnarly. I think. But you're on the good side of it. Yeah, but I would I would way rather have a lot less savings and live in a place where everybody had dignity and security, safety. Mm, you yeah. know, like Where is the idea of like the know. rich getting richer and just building higher fences to keep everybody else out, like it kind of bums me out. And I it's, don't want to. I hear you. It is a bummer, but I don't know what else to do. Right. Because everybody, you know, I, I'd like a better world as well, but like everybody keeps moving here. Like all these Venezuelans and Mexicans and people yeah. keep coming here, Guatemalans. So you're like, well, I guess we're better than that place. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of confusing. Do you want to? You want to stay in New York if you had a family? I do for a while. I think New York's kind of a young man's game. Like you see these old fogey, like some ninety-year-old guy trying to get up the stairs, and you're like, "Come on, man, just move to Jersey or go go to Long Island." Like this is killing you. But I don't think I would be that guy. But I would, you know, in the next twenty years, I'd like to live here. Oh, really? So if you had a kid, like you would want to go to the school system here. I guess. Is it bad? I don't know. Oh, shit. What do I know? I'll look into it. I wasn't planning on him going to school. But, uh, <laughs> no, school. I don't know. Yeah, homeschool. But I, I haven't thought that far down the line. But this, mm. is, this is all good, good things to think, to think about. about. Yeah, you see, you're a better dad than I am. I we probably am. Both don't have children. Dad, <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I, I'm ready to watch your fucking special on YouTube. Dude. Hey, thanks, man. Give it a shot. I hope you like Jew jokes. Yeah, good. Yeah, it's it's pretty heavy. The uh, I'm four percent Jewish. You think oh. I'm gonna get offended. Yeah, probably. Four <laughs> percent of you will. Yeah. The uh, I was four percent too, but they cut off the foreskin. <laughs> I, I will um, safely say that your special is linked in the video description. Oh, please. To uh, on the YouTube version of this podcast, you just go right in the video description and just see how fucking hilarious. Oh, I think thanks. it's evident that you're a great comic. Oh, I appreciate it, yeah. I, yeah. I work hard at it, and I, I uh, enjoy it, so it means a lot coming from you. Right on, man. Well, uh, fucking ain't. Like, I, is there anything that, that we can promote other than your epic 
Rye Whiskey. Is it Rye Whiskey? It's Rye, yeah. You got it. Uh, go to MarkNormanComedy.com. Thanks. Mark, oh, it's 45%. Oh, 45. Excuse me, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> the Bodega Cat. Yeah, yeah the, check it out. And they can be on your website, they can, there's a link to the whiskey as well. As you should do that. So MarkNormandComedy.com. That that's it. And that's got your, your touring. You can buy all the that's tickets. Merch, everything. Merch, social media pages. You got it. Whiskey or rye, rye whiskey. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, fucking name. And then, yeah, presumably you've got the, the YouTube special yep. linked there, too. All their podcasts, you name it, so... It's it's one click away, folks. Yeah, dude. Well, fuck yeah, man. What what kind of merch do you do? I just do a T-shirt that says comedy. I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> they're selling pretty well, just because it's it's so vague and broad. So people are like, I like comedy. I'll buy one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I couldn't think of a clever. And also, you you put a joke on a shirt. Nothing against it, but I feel like that joke's old eventually, and you're on a new joke, so the shirt is ir- irrelevant. So I like comedy because it's timeless. Yeah. Not bad. Does it say Mark Norman anywhere on there? Just, just a little on that. I got low self-esteem, so I put it tiny on the back because I don't want to ruin the shirt. Yeah. With my <laughs> dumb name. <laughs> I like it. It's brilliant, man. Yo, dude. Thank you, sir. I, I, uh, I fucking I dig you, man. I, I, I dig I, you. I dig your vibe. And uh, everybody watch his special. Buy his fucking booze. Follow his social media. Catch him on tour. Hell yeah. If I can wear that comedy shirt. Thank you, sir. It's yeah, an brother. honor. Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Could he be more of an impressive comedian? What a rad dude. Fuck. And what a rad car. I was getting kind of jealous of Scott Randolph's Tesla Model Y. So I ordered one for myself. And it would appear to be totally empty. But, man... Am I uh, not kidding when I tell you I have a bicycle in here, a full bed in here, uh, like weeks worth of like all the clothes I could possibly want to wear, tons of merch to give away everywhere I go. Uh, it's pretty insane, and I'm really excited to make a video about it. So I'm actually going to start that video right here and right now, and I love you, my street team. You're wonderful, and uh, yeah, it's fun times, man. I hope you guys are having as much fun as I am, and thank you for watching.